Welcome to the weekly edition of Beyond the Title, where we get to know the person behind the strategy, the story, and yes, the brand. Joining us every week are senior professionals across the globe. So amazing that we just have to know who they are. Today, we are accompanied by Manisha Siwal, the Chief Marketing Officer of Cairo. Hello, Manisha. Hi, Martin. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Would Hello. you like to quickly introduce yourself? Um, yeah, sure. So I'm the group CMO of, of Caro. Caro is Southeast Asia's largest uh, car marketplace. Uh, we are a four-year-old uh, or young tech startup. We've been around for, and despite being so young, we're already in four countries. So Singapore, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia. And I was sharing with you just earlier, right, how much I miss traveling to those countries. So hopefully once, you know, the situation sort of improves and the travel bubbles open up, I am really looking forward to to going back into action. Yeah, so so that's yes. pretty much about me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and for everyone that's um, tuning into this as well, I've actually known Manisha for a while now, and every time that we have conversations, I learn a lot of interesting things about life and all aspects of life. So I'm really yeah. excited actually for all of us to know more about her today. So let's jump straight into the questions that we have for you today. The first okay. question. What is your ikigai or the reason that you jump out of bed each morning? Okay, my ikigai is very simple. I love developing people. I love developing great high performance teams. And one of the things that I always do is uh, uh, whenever I acquire a new team or, or, I, or I bring new people into my team is I ask them, what do you aspire to be? So even if it's uh, say a videographer, right? Uh, his young chap asked him, what do you aspire to be? And he said, yeah, I've been doing this. You know, I just want to continue doing it. Uh, yes, but there has to be a little bit more. Why don't you think about also expanding your skills to maybe also or planning how to do a video, you know? Maybe uh, if you think certain styles actually work, why don't you go and do some research and share with me uh, what type of styles speak to you? So I believe every, a lot of times, a lot of the young talent, the, the moment they are fresh out of school, or just a couple of years of experience, right? They are they are so hungry and they're so passionate about their role, but they don't see their own potential. So I believe that it's very important for senior leadership or senior managers uh, like us, right? To really ask them, what do you aspire to be? And then give them the tools, the path. And in fact, have a regular, regular sort of catch up with them. In fact, I don't believe in having a, a one-year appraisal. I think the, the way forward is, regular discussions right about really developing people and that is really what keeps me super happy super motivated the reason to wake up is i'm going to build an, an ex excellent team yeah i think that's um, actually something that I've, i mean a lot of people it's actually something that's very difficult to do to um also get up and really be motivated by building a strong team for you yeah. on those days where it's very difficult to get out of bed what is the one thing that you tell yourself what is the conversation that you have with yourself to get past that inertia uh well, to be honest, I don't have much inertia. I'm actually I'm actually a morning person, so I have no problem waking <laughs> up early and jumping out of bed at 5, 5.15 in the morning. So uh, no issues with that. But of course, not every day is Sunday, right? So I do have days where you feel a bit, uh, you know, not maybe not as energetic as yesterday. So there, there's two things I do. One is I remind myself that I'm going to make the most of the day ahead. Okay. And, uh, and, and then second, and this is very practical, but it works for me. Okay. I, I listen to a new song on my Spotify. 
it really helps oh. me in mornings yes just to wake me up and 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 i've seen that just small little trick like this really work for me so sometimes i'm not waking up to you know being ex hyper productive i'm just waking up to listen to my favorite song that i just discovered mm. last night so something as simple as that can also sort of spring me into action i'm going to try that tomorrow <laughs> must, yeah <laughs> and the next uh, actually this is an interesting question which movie character best represents you and why right so i thought about this you know for a while because there's so many that came to my mind but then uh, when i really like sort of ask myself and not not trying not trying to say anything here but i could relate more to the wonder woman okay mm -hmm. and i'll tell you why the reason is because you see she always defends the weak right she always believes in and looking out for people who are not able to stand up you know for themselves so i i share that because uh, uh more of a personal experience so this quite many years ago i was working mm -hmm. in a in a in a in a large corporation corporation right mm -hmm. and one of the the bosses he wasn't very uh, appropriate with the female staff if you know what i mean mm -hmm. and uh and i noticed that it was he of course he tried you know stuff in me but he you know he got it and he knew to sort of keep his hands off me but i could tell that he was trying it on my other female colleagues and sort of getting away with it and mm -hmm. it 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 bothered me because i could see it and when i would ask them you know why don't you sort of stand up you know uh, for it and maybe tell hr or someone about it they were all yeah. so fearful because this person was in a senior position and what i really did is i literally had to rally them together bring them together you know tell them that this is probably not the way this is not the way that we should be treated and when there was strength in numbers we really reached out to hr together and the person was of course dealt with and i think that is probably one of my first early experiences where i realized that while being you know i'm i'm probably more of a strong natured uh, girl and i think i'm quite tall uh, big size maybe it helps right it helps i can just push people over it but it doesn't work for everyone <laughs> right and maybe i'm a bit more assertive but not everybody is like me and when i see that happening uh, you know people taking taking advantage of especially given the position that they are in i can't look the other way yeah so yeah wonder woman uh, yeah defend the weak yeah actually i mean frankly speaking based on uh, the interactions i mean how what i've known about you so far as well i do see i do see the similarities especially this balance between strength and compassion and i think many times in our conversations uh, you are always the one telling me like yeah you know whatever you want just go and get it just go and do it yeah, <laughs> yeah just go and do it <laughs> it's very Oh, I'm glad. Thank you, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the next question. Um, what app could you not live without in this work from home period and why? I think you know the answer. Like LinkedIn is the app I can't do without. <laughs> Because I'm not going to the office. I still need to be connected to, to you know, the professional community and still need to know what's happening in the world. Um, so for me, LinkedIn is really the app that keeps me up to date. Uh, I can still share, you know, stuff that Uh, me or uh, the caro is working on stuff that we are launching mm. like just today we launched uh, singapore's first contactless uh, buying purchase service and we are super excited about it and of course the first place to share was uh, on radio this morning around 9 9 something in the morning but later it was sharing it on linkedin because i do want to share all the good work we're doing with the network mm. and at the same time get feedback learn from them there's so much going on so yeah linkedin is my favorite app Yeah, that's actually a very interesting answer because most people will just say the chat apps or Zoom or the ones for yeah. video conferencing. 
those so are a, those are mandatory. I mean, they are a given, right? But this one is what I choose to be doing. Yeah. yeah. And the next question: One advice that you would give to your twenty-one-year-old self? So my twenty-one-year-old self, and I think I was asked this question somewhere else, would be very simply: uh, put yourself first. The world can wait, and I'll tell you why. So, 21 years old. I, okay, I was still doing my master, so I was doing my MBA. So, I'll probably accelerate that question to say, what would you tell your 22-year-old self who just finished her MBA and is now looking at the world, right? Uh, I would tell myself that put yourself first, because the moment I passed out, there were a lot of expectations of me. Because when you when you pass out of a certain uh, you know top uni or top top business school, it's to uh, the, the competition is still very high and the way that you know that 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 need of chasing success quickly and doing better than the next guy it's still sort of uh, own that that sentiment still owns you and i don't think uh, that is the best way to approach uh, to start a career i think it should be more about what is it that really uh, really gets you excited so i would rather go back get my hands dirty in a whole lot of different areas um, you know business uh, disciplines in an organization uh, and then really decide what is it that I wanted to do. Thank God that I specialize in marketing and then I ended up doing marketing. But if it was anything else, I think, oh my God, <laughs> I will be smiling today. <laughs> Trust me. And I think my hair will be really all white. <laughs> <laughs> I think your hair still looks good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's getting there. All, all right. What is uh, the harshest feedback that you have ever received? Okay, so this one is a bit personal, but I, I don't mind sharing because I think there's, there's, there's a lot of value here. And, you know, when I was thinking about this, the harshest, I mean, we receive feedback all the time, right? Sometimes the boss will tell you something yeah. or colleague will tell you something. and But those don't really matter because uh, as much because, you know, bosses come and go, colleagues come and go. I would say family, friends are probably the ones who stay. So for me, the harshest feedback that I has stuck with me, I think, for a long duration of my life came from my mom. So mm -hmm. she told me when I was about 17, I had these uh, high hopes that I'm going to be an MTV VJ. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go on air. I'll talk about music. I love music. Talk about music. Uh, and I would you know, mug up all the lyrics. I actually lost a lot of weight at 17. I was, I was very skinny just to make sure I look really good on television. And when I did that and she saw me, she said, what is wrong with you? And I said, I want to be an MTV VJ. And she said, you know what? I said, mom, come on. I think I, I, think I have the package. I have the looks. You know, I think I, I can do this. And she just looked me in the eye and she said, you know, your looks won't last, but your brains will. So you better focus on your studies. So I was already a, a straight A student and I was doing, I was sports captain. I, all that is fine. But I think that was sort of a wake-up call for me. And she said, you want to be an MTV VJ? Your career will be more or less finished in your 30s. So what are you going to do after mm -hmm. that? And, you know, at 17, you're not thinking of your 30s. You probably think 30s is, life is over, right? Never coming. So, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So so I think that was a really a wake-up call for me when she told me that, you know, your looks won't last, but your brains will focus on your studies. And that's really what I did. So I sort of let my MTV VJ dreams take a back seat. And again, I focus on my studies. Yeah, that, so that's pretty much stayed with me. I think you would have been a awesome VJ. I can see you actually. You can, right? <laughs> I can I can <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, 
but I also see the tenacity from yeah from your mom (laughs) yeah yeah, she really pushed me hard she said now now focus on your studies yeah thank you moms that we see Manisha here today yes (laughs) this you too right and um in the current in the current crisis that we're having what is the biggest leadership challenge that you have been facing my biggest challenge uh, leadership challenge right now is really about how do I stay in close contact with my team in Indonesia. So, you know, recently I took over as the CEO of Jualo, uh, which yep. is an e-classified marketplace uh, in Indonesia. And the day, so imagine this, my the fact that, that I took over as a CEO on 12th of March. Okay, it was a big milestone, so I remember the date. And the next week I was supposed to go back to Jakarta, but then, the you know, there were announcements made and there were travel restrictions. So from the time that I have been in, I've been made the CEO. I have not been able to go back. So it's really about how do you keep in touch with the team uh, remotely, uh, share with them the vision that you have for the company to grow, and really work very closely with them regularly enough, but also not sort of breathe down their neck. Uh, work closely with them enough to uh, to really help them continue with the projects that they've been doing so they're not sort of distracted but at the same time share with them what's the vision that you have in order to grow the company and to to move it forward with them so that i would say communication that interaction and really sharing uh, the vision of the company at a more inter- interpersonal level has been the biggest challenge for me yeah i think it must be really tough i mean it's a really tough for teams that knew each other and met, met each other before COVID happened and then yeah. this, uh, <laughs> considering that you haven't either haven't met some of them at all or haven't met them much must be especially difficult for you exactly yeah so that's been yeah. quite challenging yeah hmm. yeah and uh, our next question is actually what are your predictions for the new normal or for the digital world 2.0 after COVID is over well, the prediction is, is, I would say, quite aligned with what I'm seeing people are saying, right? So number one would be, uh, I think, in people, a lot of the traditional businesses uh, would have to digitize. I think that's a given. Second, when it comes to expensive items, right, be it, uh, say, cars. So in the car business, cars, luxury goods, I think people will look for more practical solutions rather than making uh, emotional decisions. So, uh, so I feel that is where sort of the the the, the whole uh, industry is going to make a switch. A lot of times, these uh, high value or high end items are sold on emotional uh, feel, right? That it gives you. I think people are going to say, no, let that take a backseat. Uh, what is the, what are the functionalities that are that's going to help me today? And whether is it rightly priced or not? So, so that's probably one of the things that I think. But I still believe that on the digital side of things impulse purchasing will continue uh, e-commerce will of course continue to boom pretty much and i think the logistics companies that are uh, sort of powering all the e-commerce trade uh, will continue to do well so yeah mm. let's see what let's see how that goes yeah i think it'll be quite interesting to see actually in a sense it's like they're getting more logical in some aspects of buying and then less yeah. logical in the other aspects exactly. so that's going <laughs> <laughs> to be interesting yeah. yeah, and for your industry uh, in particular, for Caro, for Jualo, what do you think is going to change permanently or what changes do you think uh, will be here to stay? Well, I mean, Jualo, I think, is quite straightforward because it's a classified marketplace. I think that will continue because it's contactless pretty much. But for Caro, we believe that the way people buy and sell cars is going to change mm-hmm. and they are going to prioritize 
contactless, tech-enabled, safety-first, uh, all of these features to anything to uh, to any purchase decision that they made that they make. So that's why what we launched today, right? Um, and this is just coincidental. Actually, this wasn't even planned. So we launched today Singapore's first contactless car buying service. And what it does is we we offer certified pre-owned cars because the mm -hmm. demand for pre-owned cars is still relatively high compared to brand new cars in Singapore. And these cars are all sort of certified because they have been they have their inspection done. Every car sort of has its own health check report, so like an inspection report. All cars are sanitized. There is contactless uh, viewing available. So, you know, if you want to see a car, uh, I think let me know. All you do is you go down, you will get an OTP in your phone. There's a digital lock, you key in, you know, four digit into your, as like an OTP, the lock will open up, you get the keys, sit inside, you know, you can have a, a live video chat with the sales rep and you're sitting inside the car, you can turn on the engine, you can open the boot and stuff. Uh, and mm -hmm. we believe that, that is the way forward. You know, the traditional test driving is probably not gonna mm -hmm. happen, especially for the used car space uh, anytime soon. And people are gonna prioritize the more, the how much brands are, what kind of measures brand are taking, brands are taking to make the entire experience digital as well as safe when it comes to offline transactions. So we're, I'm actually quite excited about the future because this is time for change. I love change. Yep. And I think we saw the same in uh, food delivery also where they started doing contactless exactly. when this whole situation started. Yeah. So yeah. I think it's gonna be, things are going to get exciting. Yeah. Spreading across all the other industries very soon. <laughs> Absolutely. And following that is, uh, um, what are your hopes for the future? My hopes for the future? Well, my hopes for the future is, um, well, I hope everybody stays safe, man. <laughs> but at the same time, I hope the economy, <laughs> the economy sort of opens up uh, gradually. I mean, we have seen a bit here and there, you know, a bit of slip here and there. There was just news about New Zealand yesterday, a bit of a slip mm -hmm. here and there, you know, and it becomes a bit of a national issue. But in terms of, I think, bringing back to uh, what, the trend that I'm sort of seeing these days is uh, data sharing, right? So mm -hmm. active data sharing. I think in the past, people were still very wary of sharing data about their whereabouts, you know, where they're, where they're going, where, where they're checking in, when are they, when are they checking out? Uh, but I can see now it's a lot more active data sharing about their location and also, you know, uh, the, the safe entry app that we have. Uh, yeah. And I think the trend is going to grow in that direction where people will be more willing to share their data just for the better benefit of the community. I think what's but critical at the same time is data security. I, I haven't seen much being said about that, but I really hope that's in the works. Yeah, I think it's um, it was already a big topic before COVID, but in Singapore, yeah. especially with this contact tracing, has become quite a active discussion around this recently. Yes, yes. Yeah, and switching lanes a little bit, so to ask you an interesting question, what mm -hmm. is one unknown fact about you? <sighs> <laughs> okay, so one unknown fact about me is that uh, I, I, okay, for a I would say large or long part of my life, I, I can play the sitar, okay? So as modern as I appear, but uh, I, there's a very traditional <laughs> part of me that plays yeah. the classical Indian instrument uh, 
called mm -hmm. as a sitar, right? So it's in fact one of our goddesses also uh, holds it, and and you know, uh, uh, I think it's a, it's a version of it called Vina. So I learned, started learning playing sitar at, at the age of thirteen, and I played it all the way till I was in uni. But during that time, mm -hmm. I enjoyed it so much. Well, I think you have no idea. I enjoyed it, and I was really good at it. I actually won national competitions in wow. India. So you, you can imagine how many people wow. are there in India. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just I just love it. In fact, you know what? If I was in a marketer, I would be yeah. a musician. I would really be a musician. Yeah. I would probably be a professional sitar player and just rocking it. Totally. That's yeah. really cool. I, I, have not, I, I have this mental image of like Wonder Woman with a sitar. <laughs> 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 it's not going like that. I will. I mean, I mean, I did it when I was young, but I really enjoyed it. And it's a very difficult instrument to 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 learn, uh, really, because uh, it's it's huge and there's so many strings. And uh, unlike a guitar, you know, in a, in a guitar, right, the strings are quite close. Yeah. Um, yeah, but in the sitar, it's quite far away. And I remember when I would practice, you practice until your fingers actually bleed. And mm. you, the, the trick is, you know, you just have to keep going because over time, uh, you, you just condition yourself and then, uh, yeah, it just doesn't bleed anymore. And then, yeah, you just enjoy the instrument. I really, really enjoyed playing sitar. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. You should get back to it someday. We will have someday. a unique round of Manisha on the sitar. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> Manisha Siwal. Who couldn't be the VJ is now playing the sitar. <laughs> <laughs> Follow-up interview. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. And one last question from me, and then I want to end up yes. actually with a question that the, somebody asked in the chat. What is your okay. What is uh, your motto in life? Well, my motto is life is still the same. You remember uh, we had an event, uh, an insider event, in Singapore yeah. quite some time ago, and uh, I shared it actually on my last slide. You probably don't remember it, but it was very simple. It said, there's nothing lost or wasted in this life, right? And that is a motto that I live by. In fact, even in my WhatsApp, if you see my status, it's been the same for about two years now. And I live with, and I believe in that strongly because, you know, whatever we do, sometimes there is remorse. I hear people, oh, you know, what do you regret in your life? You know, what is the one decision you could take back? Actually, there's nothing really. Um, I, I believe that there's not really nothing lost or wasted in this life. Whatever challenges are thrown at us is for a reason. You know, just embrace it. We try to fix it. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't, but don't, don't you know, take things too hard. Yeah, just try to find things that make you happy and uh, yeah, dream big, make mistakes, forgive quickly and uh, yeah, laugh a lot uncontrollably. That's the way you look like. <laughs> I actually do remember that last slide. And I think you do, a, right? Yeah, I do. And yeah, it's a very nice yeah. yeah. It's, it's a nice way, nice way to think about it. No point in regrets. I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, our last bonus question. So somebody in the live chat actually asked you, mm, is it rock okay. music in the morning? <laughs> is it what, rock music in the morning? Is it rock <laughs> oh my god. Or tomorrow when you wake up, what is the song that you will listen to? Actually, actually, you know what? It can vary from actually not so much rock. These days I also listen to BTS. And this is new song of Lady Gaga <laughs> with Blackpink. Yeah. <laughs> and okay, I'm a huge Coldplay fan. Just now I was listening to this uh Coldplay song called Kaleidoscope. I think it's a new one, it just came out not mm. too long ago. Yeah, so that is probably the new song that is uh waking me up these days. Yeah, so check it out. But no, it's not rock, it's probably pop. It can be, uh, it can sometimes be Justin Bieber, 
very rarely, or Taylor Swift. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not pretending to be super cool. It's okay to be TV, right? <laughs> yeah, you like what you like. <laughs> but yeah, Hello, these everyone. ones are the <laughs> Yeah, BTS, BTS is Justin great. Justin Bieber, Taylor Swift. But these days is a Coldplay Kaleidoscope. All right. So tomorrow, Coldplay Kaleidoscope, everybody. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So that was a really nice way, I think, to wrap up our chat today. Thanks, Manisha, for uh, joining us on both Reshape and also sharing a bit more about yourself with us today. It's always very, very nice to talk to you. Lovely. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in as well to be on the title from Insider and we will see you again at the next session. Thanks, Manisha. Thank you. And enjoy your day, everyone. I will. You too. Take care to your mind. Bye-bye. See you. See you. See you.